walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Doomsday Clock Week 68, 7 hours 15 minutes to Doomsday. Hey, hey, clock watchers. Ever feel like you've been dragged into a scene? Okay, Babs, last couple of weeks have been fun, you know, we've had guests, kind of, and, um, you know, we've watched a couple of really cool movies, and uh, we've had some fun stuff, but I'd, I'd like to just relax, maybe watch something a bit, I don't know, uplifting, something with a really positive theme. Okay, Witch, I know that humans can suffer negative effects from a lack of sunlight. I will find a video with a sunrise, or at the very least something with sand and sunshine. Sounds awesome. Steel Dawn. 1987. In a post-apocalyptic world, a warrior wandering through the desert comes upon a group of settlers who are being menaced by a murderous gang that is after the water they control. In the far distant post-apocalyptic future, a breed of warriors roam the wastelands, facing danger and placing their lives at risk for their ideals. They fight to establish a new order so that from the flames of the old order, a new life can begin. Patrick Swayze, star of Dirty Dancing, returns to the screen in Steel Dawn. The search for justice has begun. Work with me, nobody gets hurt. Turn me down. A lot of people get hurt. Never get away. It's me, I attract violence. You hired me to do a job. Where's the stranger? He's gone. He left the valley. He wouldn't run. The whole thing's gone too far. I'd like to stop it. Join, you bastard! Never get away. You're the best competition I've ever had. Talk too much. Steel Dawn.
directed by Lance Hall. Best known for being the writer on the Chuck Norris vehicle Missing in Action and directing Missing in Action 2. Starring Patrick Swayze as Nomad, best known for 1989's Roadhouse, 1991's Point Break, and 1984's Red Door. Lisa Niemi as Kasha, best known for appearing as Carla Frost in Super Force, the TV movie, and the series, apparently. And Anthony Zebe as Damnil, best known for being the evil Matthias in 1971's Omega Man, Counselor Haman in the Matrix series, and being a random dirty villain on American TV for more than 40 years. First impressions count. Well, I don't care what you say, but Swayze is Swayze, regardless of what movie he's in. Much like Sean Connery. Uh, it doesn't matter the length of his mullet, it doesn't matter the tightness of his pants, he will always just be Swayze. Nobody puts baby in a corner. As we learned last week, in a world without water, everyone is either a farmer or a barbarian. Uh, in this movie, we get a few slight adaptations. We get peacekeepers and ex-soldiers as well. Wolverine! 
Swayze does a lot of headstands in this movie, and I'm not sure why, but it seems like it's important. But I always do the last dance of the season. The Brian May soundtrack makes this movie larger than life. There's a lot of swelling tracks and everything else for what is ultimately just another wasteland movie. The burrow dwelling mutants seem really cool. It's a shame that we'll never see them again in the movie. As I mentioned, Swayze is always Swayze, and in this movie he has what can only be described as a super mullet. It is a sight to behold, much like his faux leather outfit that goes with it. What is it? And, and the desert and, and leather. Surely that's not smart. That it's going to be smelly. Farmer Leon, and of course when I say Leon, I'm talking about Leon from... Believe, Let me tell you about my mother. He's the big dog on the farm, and he's not to be messed with. But Swayze just strolls in and says, I'm Swayze, check it. And the best way to make Boring Desert Works better is to add enormous music over the top. And Brian May does that in spades in this movie. I think probably the main thing that really uh, stuck with me and, and as a first impression was no one wants to be stabbed in the groin by a handman assassin. Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. This movie sort of taught me a couple of things. Uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that sand mutants squeal a lot. Like, like a lot. Um, and it takes a little getting used to. As always, there is a kid in this movie. And as always, he's a pain in the ass. I'm sure there's a factory that just churns out child actors. And they say, can you be 
precocious and annoying all at the same time? You win! Well done. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. And as I mentioned earlier, no one dresses appropriately in the desert. Too many layers, too much padding, and then you go to the complete other extreme where there's not enough coverage. And, you know, no one's sun smart. Very few, few people wear a hat. You know, you've got to think about this stuff at the end of the world. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. Swayze, while he's still Swayze, is a crap farmer. You know, he, he pokes the dirt, just hoping stuff will happen. He puts bulbs in upside down. He really, his heart's not in it. He's really looking for an opportunity to just stab people and do tumbles in the sand. Um, on the plus side, he's smart enough to get the kid to do his work for him. So that's a plus. And of course, every movie needs a bad guy to appear at the town meeting and wreck the place. Just so you know that they're really, really bad. Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? In terms of Wasteland pickup lines, the blades aren't too tight, is one of the stranger ones. But I got her meaning. And of course, I think so did Swayze. Although, to, to finish off and say, your husband's dead, not really the best way to maintain a mood and potentially be invited back for another. But he's Swayze, she'll fall. Damnell has whores, and they get their own tent, and they get to clean up, and they do get drinks of water, and we learn that Farmer Leon is a bit of a peeping Tom, and he likes Oh my. One of the things that really stuck out in this movie is a lot that Swayze has a special sword, because he's a hero, he's a peacekeeper, or he's a soldier or something like that, but he wears it blade up, strapped to his leg, so it pokes him in the armpit. I'm not sure how effective that really is. And most importantly, we learned again that a welder is still the best future-proof career.
How would you like to try something a little different? The following is a public service announcement. Hi, I'm Darren from the Psycho Semanticast, the return of the Midnight Horror Show, and the VD Clinic. In today's world, in America, we are constantly on the edge of tomorrow, where tomorrow is a government shutdown, and the selling off of our national parks for drilling for oil, and talking about how we need to burn more fossil fuels. Things are a little weird. So when you pay a little bit too much attention to reality and realize, holy fuck, we would like you to know. You. 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 You and you. Yes, even you should be fucking. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> Who do you think decided that warrior meditation required headstands? Surely that can't make you combat efficient. All the blood rushing to your head and falling out of the sand. And again, trying to do headstands in the sand, it's end up with an eye full of sand. So not that smart. Unless, of course, you're Swayze, and then it's okay. Wolverine! How does everyone in this movie keep all their stuff so clean and sunshiny? Well, there are sandstorms, there's dust, there's clearly a lack of water. Everything is shiny, everything is clean. I didn't actually think about that. And that leads me to my next question, which is why is Swayze having a bath in the middle of nowhere if water is in such sort of supply? I mean, sure, he does his washing in there as well, or his socks in but it just seems a little hypocritical to talk about water conservation while you're neck deep in a bath. I mean, sure, it's a bit milky and a bit rank looking, but he seemed quite comfortable when the you know the five guys on horses turned up to check them. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of that and I was like, that looks pretty satisfying. Swayze seems to really like doing things outside of the shelter in this movie. You know, he has a bath in the middle of nowhere. He has sex with Kasha, well away from the farm. I mean, unless maybe she's a bit of a scream or something like that. Slow down, not 100% sure, but um, yeah, it, had they of course had sex in the shelter, they would have realized that someone was come to wreck their stuff. But no, Swayze wanted to big dog it and do it outside. Obviously, I've been doing sex wrong. As, as we reach the peak of this movie, um, Damnil hires an assassin, a professional killer, to take out Swayze. How do you do that? Do you, do you just wander down in the village and go, Does anybody want to kill somebody for money? Uh, and see, how, see what happens. Because I mean, and the guy turns up really quick. Like he's there like the next day and it just happens to be the same hair metal killer that killed Swayze's master dun, dun, dun. and that leads me to another question while the hair metal assassin looks awesome he has a knife in his knee that makes him walk with a limp surely that isn't effective yeah well you, you gotta pay more for that and while we talk about knives and swords, you know, we get to the end and Swayze's doing his gear up montage. He doesn't seem to question the fact that Kasha and Farmer Leon stole his sword, put it away. Just, he just went, oh, is that where my sword went? Just, you know, all good, no props. You know, it's, it's my special sword that I've had with me since I was a soldier or a warrior or whatever he was. But yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm not even going to ask. And Swayze makes the change from warrior to farmer very quickly. I would have thought he would have gone into town and, you know, got work as a bouncer, maybe even a dance instructor. Fuck off. And just when we're talking about practicalities, if you need tools to steal the valve of a pump, how can you steal the entire pump with no tools?
Your time is almost up, so give me your final thoughts. Getting into the final chapter of this movie, and we find Leon, Farmer Leon, discarded, disheveled, drunk, whining, and crying. And I've got to be honest, no one likes a crying drunk. So pull your shit together, Farmer Leon. I already had an IQ test this year. It did make me wonder what hangovers are like in the wasteland. I mean, it's hot. Everyone's a bit dehydrated just to start with. It's got to be just horrendous. Well, little column A, little column B. As I've mentioned before, warriors, barbarians, whatever, and farmers are pretty much, and well, welders, are pretty much the stock trades. Uh, I believe if you're going to be a well-spoken British person, you can either be an eccentric doctor or a hair metal assassin. And, of course, as we're into the final part of the movie, the kid gets captured every fucking time that kid gets captured. Doesn't matter what movie we're in, the kid gets captured. But really, just might as well paint a sign on him. Tie a string to him so you can't lose him or something. And to doubly ensure that Swayze comes, Kasha gets herself captured as well. This is like, oh, God's sake. We get it. They want Swayze. And the hair metal assassin is ready to take him on. Warriors, come out to play. A fight in shoes, of course, and there's tumbling and running and jumping and stabbing and cutting and a lot of posing and uh, a lot of talking and seriousness but in the end Swayze wins like that was a fucking shot um and the hair metal assassin wants to die with his blades in his hand which I think is kind of cool and Swayze does it because well he's you know he's won he's won the day he's won the woman he's gonna get the kid back which I don't think he really wants so he lets the hair metal assassin have it and as we come back into the idyllic scene of the farm everyone misses farmer Leon you know, didn't seem to do too much to try and save him, but no, you know. Of course, Swayze can't stay because, well, he's Swayze and he's a warrior. The music swells, we wipe a tear from our eye, we watch Swayze look off into the distance.
that was a bit special, perhaps. I'm not sure if it was uplifting, but it was special, and it was Swayze. And that was a that was nice. I enjoyed a bit of Swayze. Put a bit of swagger in there. Um, but I'm really thirsty. Can I get a glass of water? You have been listening to Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the doomsday clock. The replicant known as witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.